0: Shalom, friends, and welcome to The Refuge Podcast, where we cultivate our faith in the shelter of God's Word. I'm your host, Jennifer Elwood. For the past 12 years, from December 1st to the 24th, I've read the Gospel of Luke a chapter a day, and it's been life-changing. In the past, i permitted all this stress to provoke me during the holidays, but discovered that this practice permeates peace into the Christmas season. And every year, I'm determined to bring more people just like you with me on this biblical journey. For the first season of this podcast, we will count up to Christmas, the Gospel of Luke together, and open and receive gifts from Scripture to prepare our hearts for a peace-filled Christmas with some help from my friends. Today, we are going to open and receive the gift of freedom. Our portion of Scripture is from Luke 4, 18-19, and here Jesus is quoting Isaiah 61, 1-2. From the NIV translation, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I met Shirley Desmond Jackson in a compel training writing group when counting up to Christmas was a dream in the making. In fact, she provided invaluable guidance as I developed the manuscript, and we've remained connected ever since. She enjoys writing about lessons she's learned on the road less traveled and on her blog, and is in the midst of writing a Bible study that addresses perfectionism. So, welcome to the show, Shirley.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm so thankful to be here. And I just have to say, you've been an inspiration to me. So,
0: people will be walking in your footsteps. Oh, well, thank I you. Well, right, right back at you. You, you have, you set the bar high <laughs> and just like you pouring out over the manuscript. That's now an actual book. Like, it's just so special to me that you're in my life and that we get to do this together. This is so fun. Amen. So um, let's focus a little bit on the holiday season, and can you please share with us your favorite Christmas tradition? Of
1: course. Well, um, Christmas and your book has always been such a a close thing to my heart because it's during the Christmas season that I first became a Christian. Mm -hmm. I grew up in an unbelieving home, and so while we celebrated Christmas, it was always the secular aspects, never the religious ones. But when you grow up as an atheist, basically, in the United States, you know, you see Jesus really twice a year, you see him as a baby at Christmas, and then again, a man on the cross at Easter. Mm -hmm. And I always sort of wondered what happened in between and kind of wanted to know his story. So during my senior year at the university, during the Christmas break, a friend of mine invited me to church and kind of got me going reading the Bible. And about that time, my father started throwing some you know, little darts at me. And one of them was, well, you know, surely Jesus was not born on Christmas day. Historians mm-hmm. really believe he was born in the spring. And so I took that back to some of my friends and one friend in particular, she actually was my roommate said, well, I've heard that too. But I also heard that the early Christians chose the winter solstice as the day to celebrate his birth because by definition, The winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. Every every day after that will be a little bit longer because the sun starts to rise earlier and it also starts to set later. And since Jesus came to bring his light to the world, it seemed only fitting to the early Christians to celebrate his birthday on the shortest day because every day after that would have more light. And so somewhere along the lines, because the solstice I think this year is the 21st of December. So somewhere along those lines, um, it kind of merged and in and, and Rome they chose the 25th to be the traditional day to celebrate his birth. So my favorite tradition um, is really to decorate our whole house with all kinds of twinkly lights and also on the Christmas tree. And so we turn out the lights uh, other than the twinkle lights and we just sit there and I love to look at them and just remember, that Jesus came to
0: bring light to the world. He is the light. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Yes. That is amazing. And I had heard about the pairing of solstice, but I didn't know why. That's awesome. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me when you think about it, as my friend had explained to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I I love your lights tradition. I think that is wonderful. So anyway, the reason I asked you to help us to open the gift of freedom is because I get to be on your Bible study writing team and your thoughts on overcoming perfectionism are settling into my heart and really trying to at least set me straight. When I consider overcoming perfectionism, what comes to mind is freedom in Christ. And so, and I, you know, struggle to lay this at his feet. So if you could share with us, that'd be great. How has God opened the gift of freedom in your life? Well,
1: honestly, God has freed me from two specific fears that have haunted me since I was a child. The first one is my fear of death. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think my first brush with death was in my preteen years when our family dog died. And as I was crying, you know, missing my pet, my father, of course, the atheist, um, tried to comfort me. And what he said is, if there is a heaven, then I believe dogs get to go there too. Hmm. Well, of course, you know, he started with, if there is a heaven, which showed his doubt at least, but what it told me is there is no heaven. And so therefore death is final. Hmm. And so I was gripped with this fear of death until finally I became a disciple, became a Christian because Jesus he actually has victory over death. And so he took away that fear when he conquered death on the cross and gives us eternal life. And there's a scripture in Hebrews 2, um, verses 14 and 15, that speaks of this. It says, since the children, meaning us, have flesh and blood, he, Jesus, also shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery, by their fear of death. Mm. So that's the first fear that he freed me from. The second fear is the fear of failure. And that is really the topic of my book, as you mentioned. The fear of failure really defines my simple nature. Um, It drives my self-ambition because um, it can lead to perfectionism, as you talked about, For me, it kind of takes a little bit of a different path because I am so afraid of failing that I do everything in my power to avoid it. So that means I'm overthinking, I'm overworking, I'm overdoing, I'm overextending, I'm, you know, to the excess. And so that leads to a whole host of other issues where I have invited some pretty unhealthy behaviors into my life. And it's really hard to break those strongholds. Um, One of them that I speak about is... Um, how I compromise convictions of my own in order to gain approval from others. And so it's caused me to be deceitful at times, to go along with things I knew wasn't correct to do, or just to be silent when Mm -hmm. instead of speaking up, because I wanted the approval of other people, because for me, not getting that approval was a form of failure. And so I've learned, though, that if I align my allegiance to Jesus you know, I have a peace, the guilt and the shame disappears, but the peace that I have comes and fills their place. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody likes me suddenly or that I get their approval, but I've learned that how they respond is really a question of their heart and how they're responding to the light of Jesus and not really about me. Mm. Um, Other ways I think is I've, I've failed to set boundaries for myself. So, you know, I used to joke, I got through college on all nighters, and that's true. I pulled a lot of all night study sessions, and unfortunately, it didn't change when I became a worker in the workforce. Um, I burned the candle at both ends because I was always, you know, over volunteering, you know, double, triple checking my work, whatever it was, and so I, I worked long, long hours. So obviously, that isn't good for my physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. But it also took a toll on my relationships. And so I've learned that Jesus really does give us freedom to set boundaries so we can protect those things that are important, that he values and that we value because we follow him. So that has really helped. Uh, A third way it's manifested is I just accepted harsh treatment at times, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're trying so hard to not fail. I tend anyway, to have kind of this um, negative self-talk, critical self-talk, kind of talk to myself harshly. And so when others did that, it felt normal. And so Mm -hmm. I really allowed myself into some unhealthy relationships with some harsh treatment. And I've learned that Jesus, you know, he did serve people, but he also called them higher. And so I've learned how to speak up, not in a simple way or an arrogant way, but out of humility and just really call people to a better um, standard of behavior or treating each other with respect. And all of those things are really tied deeply into my fear of failure. And so what Jesus has taught me, because I have failed in all of those areas, is that in those failures, I learned things and I grew from them. And I, in essence, became more like Jesus. Now I have a long ways to go, and I know that. But when I look back over that my life as a Christian, I also see how far he's brought me. And so failure, if we allow it to, can really be a great teacher. And it can really help shape us to become more like Jesus. But we have to stop fearing it. You know, not that I go out out of my way to want to fail. But the release of fear of failure allows me to try new things, to take risks, to... um, to push myself to follow, align myself with Jesus, all those things that I talked about, it's really freed me up to be the person Jesus wants me to be and not to be
0: afraid. That is so inspiring to me. And it's always, so you know, it's so interesting when we think about freedom, it's almost like there's two sort of definitions out there. There's the world's freedom, which is, do anything, be anything, you know, um, but I think true freedom comes from Christ formed and centered boundaries. And really that our best, most, you know, safe freedom that we can experience is within a boundary and not outside of it. And I think that that sometimes is a little bit of a, a check in our consciences and um, in the way that we interact with the world because it's not what the world says about it at all. So, so uh, one last question for you, um, for someone who is struggling to receive the gift of freedom, what is one piece of advice you have for them?
1: I'd say, first of all, you have to start with faith and you know i came from a place of no faith and so some people may be starting at some faith little faith whatever but it starts with faith and really in the in the scriptures it teaches us that faith comes from hearing the word and the word is heard through christ it says that in romans um belief 10 17. so in romans 10 17 it says that's where our faith comes from and then the second part of that is when we are in faith, is to really be growing in that faith. And so it's really living in the Bible. So it's really becoming a great studier of the word and then also putting his word into practice. And Jesus said in John 8, 31 through 32, that to the Jews who believed in him, um, if you hold to my teaching, Jesus said, you are truly my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth mm-hmm. will set you free.
0: So it's really coming back to
1: being a studier and a doer of the word.
0: I love that. So um, how can people find you? Okay. So I do have a website. It's ShirleyDesmondJackson.com.
1: And then also I have a Facebook uh, author page, Shirley Desmond Jackson, Lessons Learned on the Road Less Traveled. And also an Instagram, which is just uh, Shirley Desmond Jackson. And then I will be um, starting a YouTube channel. I think it's still there. Shirley Desmond Jackson, just no content. Okay. Yet. So, but that will be coming um, hopefully here in the next few weeks where I'll be um, giving some blogs, um, some video uh, post of my, of some of my past content that's
0: on, available on the phone. The- oh, I, I didn't know that. That is awesome. I'm going to head over there and subscribe. And so in all these different places too. So make sure you follow Shirley somewhere so that you can find out when this book is coming out. There's, I know you're in a contest, you're working on a co- contest to see if you can get a, a, a yes. traditional publishing contract. And if not, it'll be somewhere else. And then people that can will direct it. Yeah. That yeah. Will direct
1: it. But yes, yeah. the
0: book should be finished. It says maybe finished
1: at the end of February and then published sometime later in 2022. I
0: love it. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Jenny, I really appreciate it. Thank you again to Shirley Desmond Jackson for helping us open the gift of freedom. As we move into the Christmas season, let's remember that freedom comes with healthy boundaries. Harsh treatment from others can be handled with kind firmness and grace and walking away with a spirit of forgiveness if necessary. And the pressure to be perfect should not prevent us from fully enjoying the holiday season. Our prayer for you is that the Lord will bring to mind any chains, big or small, and bless you with the release of those shackles preventing you from fully enjoying Christmas peace. For more encouragement from Shirley, check out the show notes for her links and socials. You will want to sign up for her newsletter to be notified of her future book release. If you'd like to connect to me, head over to jenniferelwood.com. You can grab a copy of Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke at amazon.com. You've been listening to the Refuge Podcast with Jennifer Elwood, where we cultivate our faith in the shelter of God's word.